uh, my wife, she was a military brat and we always go home to her mom and dad's and stuff. And they have a super nice growler from like the forties or fifties. It's got that big pewter handle on. It's got all kinds of engravings all over it. That's Just awesome. Awesome looking bottle. The beer is still in there from like the, from like 1960. It's still in there. So they were like, you guys want this thing. They were like, we'll clean it out. And she was like, no, don't clean it out. We'll take care of it. And uh, so me and her are out in the parking lot in Baltimore, Maryland. And <laughs> we're like, dang, we got to clean this thing out before we take it on the plane. And uh, she was like, open it up. I'm going to drink it. Let's drink it. I, I was like, I'm not drinking it. I got to be honest. I like your wife more and more. <laughs> like, this is amazing. I love she it. She cracks that sucker open and takes a big swig of it. It was disgusting, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, so well, I can imagine, uh, you know, when something's that old. Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. Hey, this is Big Chief from the Bourbon Road, and I'm up here in Newtown, Indiana. I'm about 45 miles northwest of Indianapolis, and I'm at Old 55 Distillery, and I got Jason Fruits, uh, one of the founders and owners of this, this distillery. Jason, welcome to the Bourbon Road, man. Hey, thanks for having us, man. This is man, awesome. Man, I tell you what, we're driving up here, and you get off 74, and there's nothing but corn. I was, I was worried Everywhere. about like children were going to just come walking yeah, oh out, yeah. Of, oh out yeah. of the fields. Oh yeah. Corn and soybeans, like <laughs> nonstop from <laughs> here to Iowa, nonstop. That, that speaks to my age, children in the corn. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you got some whiskeys for us to taste. We did a tour of your facility. We're going to get into all that and stuff. But, you know, most of our listeners know Big Chiefs likes to uh, get straight to the whiskey. I'm pretty serious about that. So what'd you, what's our first pour? Heck yeah. So this is, uh, this is kind of what we're world famous for. So we make the only um, 100% sweet corn bourbon on the planet. So this is uh, corn on the cob sweet corn just like what you eat all summer long, a hundred percent corn mash bill on this. The difference is once again, that corn, like what we messed with out on the production floor is corn on the cob. Uh, so uh, we actually eat this. I, I jokingly say my nine-year-old does everything he can to eat the uh, 14 acres by himself every year. He never even makes a dent <laughs> in it. Uh, uh, but uh, it is, uh, it's super interesting, super unique. So um this is, um, I call this dessert bourbon or corn brandy. It reminds me more of brandy than it really does bourbon. Super unique. Once again, kind of the big difference there. It meets all the requirements to be bourbon. Uh, just ha- is using that different commodity in 100% corn mash bill. Number three charge barrels, uh, aged four. Uh, we're up over three, three and a half years now. Um, really thinking about bonding this product. The problem is I, I sell this out in like weeks when, it, when we release it so, so so this is 80 proof 80 proof on purpose because i don't have enough of it and so i need to put as much water in as uh, people always ask me we we actually do have a bottle uh, a barrel that uh big red is coming out with here in indiana uh barrel strength because we released this as a barrel strength product about two years ago and it sold out in about two hours uh for 200 bucks a bottle and uh this is uh um it's going to be pretty close to that with big red and they they he uh they talked me into selling them a whole barrel at, at cast strength so we're just waiting on labels and uh that will be uh that will be out here in the coming months but this is this is probably our most unique interesting like kind of like i said what's what makes us world famous you know so big red is not the chewing gum or the big red soda that's a this liquor is store. big red liquor store sorry <laughs> uh big red liquor is the largest liquor chain in indiana they're yeah, a monstrosity yeah. so, so Trust, let's, let's get to this yep knows it very corn forward oh yeah i'll get i'll get a lot of estery magic marker on the nose oh, get I, a little I bit on, say that, that, that yeah that, that that not magic marker but like that dry i guess magic marker dry mm-hmm. erase marker mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if that's a, is that a good thing that you get dry so, erase marker? i don't i don't like it at first i'll be honest with you get a little bit on your palate take a sip of this and then re-nose it and you will just get um it is 
bubblicious bubblegum, man, just through and through and through. So the front of this gives me kind of, I'll get this Cracker Jacks in the middle. I get this buttery, oily popcorn. And then uh, at the end is, uh, is just this, like when you pull open, I mean, everybody's done this. You remember playing baseball when you were a kid, you open that wrapper of bubblicious and the powdered sugar and that smell, that is the finish on this. And it's just super unique. It's awesome. So, so when people argue and say it's not bourbon, it's bourbon's only got to be 51% corn. Yes. So this is, this, there's no argument. This, this is bourbon. This, yeah. this is absolutely bourbon. It's just to me, taste profile wise. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bourbon lover. I love bourbon. Um, but this doesn't necessarily hit my, I want to say my bourbon spots, you know what I mean? But it's oh, something yeah. totally different. It's just a super smooth, like I said, at corn brandy is if I had to, what we jokingly call this our, um, spotted unicorn. It is, it's just kind of taste unlike anything else. And it's delicious and people just kind of go crazy about it. So I would, uh. I would say this is like Aunt Jemima syrup, almost a yeah. uh, syrupy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something else in my mind when I'm not a burnt syrup. I don't get burnt. And it's got very light and colored than, mm-hmm. than a most bourbons would be and stuff like a more traditional, like Irish whiskey color to it. Mm. And that's the 80 proof too. Yeah. yeah. There's just, there's a lot more water in this. So I always say, you know, if the, if Irishmen drank American whiskey at 130, 140 proof, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not good. So. So, Jason. So when when, when was uh, old 55 started? When, when did you guys found so it? So Corporation 2013 started distilling in 2014. So. All right. Now, how'd that come about? So you're a Purdue graduate. Purdue graduate. Um, uh, we're about 30 minutes from campus right here. Uh, uh, my mom went to Purdue. Um, uh just always wanted her kids to go to Purdue. Uh, my little sister, Ashley, that you just met, she went to Purdue too. Um, and, uh, man, I wanted to go to engineering school. I was a pretty good athlete in high school. And where am I going to go? You know, my mom's black and gold. Why, why are we not going to be boilermakers? And I think I about gave her a heart attack wanting to go somewhere else. But, uh, if you would have told me in my late teens, early twenties that, uh, I would be back in Newtown making whiskey back in Newtown for any reason. I would punch you in the mouth, but here, here we find ourselves. Newtown is about 90 people and dying is what I say. It is a oh, tiny, <laughs> it's a tiny little town, but it is uh, kind of left and uh, um, did a bunch of interesting things. I was a casino manager and uh, loved that. Ended up getting married, had kids. And I, I credit, uh, that guy that just walked in, my dad with uh, kind of seeing in me, I think I will, my boss at the time and dad both, I think they saw me getting a little antsy in my pantsies and uh, you know, I really kind of wanted to do something for myself. And, you know, dad, dad was bugging me to want to, to diversify the business back here. And uh, I'm kind of the idiot savant of the family, more of the concentration on the idiot part of it. And uh, he was pushing me to, uh, to kind of think of something to do. And I just, you know, I'm like, pops, I'd do anything for you, but I have no interest in coming back to Newtown and uh, my uh, actually Ashley's twin. So I have a little brother that's they're twins. And uh, he, uh, he gets all the credit for getting me started on all this. Cause he's like, well, we've had this family joke. My dad, he doesn't drink. He's never had a sip of beer liquor in his life. And uh, so my little brother says, well, let's do the distillery. And I was like, well, that's sexy. You know what I mean? Like who doesn't want to make bourbon? That sounds amazing. So yeah. we started dragging Aaron, dad and I uh, started going around the country to all these craft distillers, just, and I'm a bull in a China shop, you know, asking questions. I mean, I'm very much like your partner. I'm scientist nerdy. You know what I mean? Like I'm just soaking everything in, taking every bit. Hey, what are, what are you firm? What's your fermentation temperatures? What do you, you know, what are you using all these things? And people are like, Oh, well, uh, I don't know if we could answer that. I'm like, well, you don't have to tell me, but I'm not going to steal anything. I just want to, you know, and distillers are great people. You know I mean? Most of them like that bourbon culture, everybody wants to share. Everything. Yeah. Share it. You know I mean? And, and here's the great thing about bourbon is, you know, we could set you guys up in Louisville and you guys could follow my exact recipe in the bourbon would be totally different because we age in a different spot and there's different atmospheres and the water's different and all these things. So yeah, just still kind of a pipe dream. And then, uh, dad said, bring me a, uh, bring me a business plan. We brought it to him and he said, let's do this. And, uh, me and my little brother, uh, you know, after we picked our jaws up off the floor, we're like, what, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, let's try it. So, and here we are now. So six, almost seven years later, we're cranking away. So cranking away. So the building we're in, your mom actually went to school here. Yep. Yep. So this is the old Richland township school. Um, so we renovated in 2009, once again, with no 
it, like this wasn't even a pipe dream. I mean, I didn't even think about it. Uh, so dad was using it for a little bit of uh, um, warehousing and uh, we basically, uh, you know, uh, it, it, so the front half of it uh, where the production space is in is um, where the old two story gorgeous brick building used to be. And then on the back half that was added on in 1942 is a WPA work project from World War II. Uh, both my grandpas played high school basketball in there. It's super cool. You guys saw it. Um, that is, um, we saved that. So the gymnasium's there. We use that as a warehouse, just empty barrels. That's where all your empty barrels are. Empty barrels, empty glass, you sure. know, all kinds of stuff. And then underneath that, what's cool is uh, we age all of our spirits underground. So now what's the, the temperature inside that, that so, basement? So ground temperature about 56. So if it's negative 20 outside, it'll get it to about 50 degrees down there. That's all the, that's all the colder it will get. And then, um, if it's 110 outside, it'll get up to about 66 is the warmest I've ever seen. And that's there. it. 16 degrees is about all it sways back and forth. So you might, you might actually have something like Scotland where you don't exactly have that right. range yeah. in temperatures and no, stuff. No, so that is um, most of the experts that you know that that we've brought in. That that's the best way that they've explained it. You know, what I mean, if you think about the that, but here's here's the difference too, and this is why it's so unique. Is we're we're not on the same parallel, so it's a totally different. They're way farther north than us, sure. so uh, there it, it's still different there. It, it is just a super unique environment to do it in. I mean, we're getting um, perfect examples. What I told you when we walked up. Uh, you know, 99% of our barrels are overproofing. I would have never, if you would have told me seven years ago, I'd have an overproof barrel. I'd been like, there's no way we're not, there's not enough movement, temperature differentiation, you know? Um, and that's what's happening. And the reason for that is, is very, there's a lot of moisture down there. The humidity is actually uh, moving more spirit down there. And we're, yeah, it's very, just, just very cool. You're not playing music to it or anything like that. No, or? no reggae music or anything like that. Nothing crazy. So, yeah. So your angel shares, um, and I'm sure our listeners would be fascinated with this. What, what's your angel share? So very almost, it's a almost so it, it's just a tiny bit different than kind of like the industry standard. Does that make sense? Like what we're all kind of used to. Yeah. Uh, so it's a l- little bit less than that. And I do, I do think that's because there's a, um, there's, I, I thought we would lose less. Does that make sense? Like I thought our angel yeah. share would be maybe half or less or maybe a third. Uh, we're pretty close to what, you know, most people anticipate losing. Well, like Texas uh, has a 30% huge, huge. Cause yeah. that monster and people are like, why does a bourbon cost more down there? Well, they, you know, yeah, well, the, when you lose half of it every yeah. year because it's 140 degrees in your barrel, <laughs> and, and what what is it? Garrisons they had the problems with barrels exploding, right? Did they ever I tell? Had, we didn't talk about that. We actually oh. had them on last week. We didn't talk about barrels exploding. I should I ask? I thought I heard that. a story from my distributor that 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 sells them as well. That they had originally they had to get special barrels. And I could be just talking out my bum right now, but uh, they actually buy their same barrels from where you buy yours. Yes, at. exactly. That's what I was going to say. I thought okay, so perfect. So they made them a super thick stay smaller barrel they use a smaller barrel than than we do but um yeah very cool very interesting to to be stronger because the temperatures get so high 30 gallon barrels they're up to 30s now yeah. so originally this is a little bit of everything they've used 15 and, and you yep. guys look i see some smaller barrels around here you've obviously used some smaller barrels at some point um so remember when we came to the top of the stairs, yep. you know, those two 10 I gallons. Those, yeah. Yep. Those are the only two that actually have any spirits in them whatsoever. These are decoration, right? Here. <laughs> really expensive bourbon decoration. Cause those barrels could still be used to this day. That's why they have the red bungs in them. They're still, they're still good to go. I'll have to, um, I'll have to get my wife. I'll, I'll tuck one of those up underneath my arm and take yeah, it home. Take and, it. Yeah. And make some, make some whiskey myself. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, the, those two 10 gallons were, uh, lightning storms that I had distillation get cut short and I was like, Oh, we'll just put them in there. And they've been in there like for four years. They're so gross. I think I'm going to make some, um, bitters with them. I some think. Bitters, huh? So there's a sweet corn barrel there and there's a regular bourbon and the sweet corn one is like almost five years old in that little 10 gallon. I mean, I, I don't know the math off the top of my head, but that's like 80 years or something. In the <laughs> I mean, it's gross. I tried it like when it would have been in there in a year and it was like, Ugh. but yeah. So, uh, my wife, she was a military brat and, we always go home to her mom and dad's and stuff and they have a super nice growler from like the forties or fifties. It's got the big pewter handle on. It's got all kinds of engravings all over. It's awesome. Awesome looking bottle. The beer is still in there from like the, from like 1960. It's still in there. So they were like, you guys want this thing. They were like, we'll clean it out. And she was like, no, don't clean it out. We'll take care of it. And uh, so me and her are out in the parking lot in Baltimore, Maryland. And we're like, (laughs) 
dang, we got to clean this thing out before we take it on the plane. And uh, she was like, open it up. I'm going to drink it. Let's drink it. I, I was like, I'm not drinking it. I got to be honest. I like your wife more and more. Like, this is amazing. I love <laughs> she it. She cracks that sucker open and takes a big swig of it. It was it. disgusting, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, so well, I can imagine, uh, my, you know, when something's that old. My buddy, my buddies and I, we got into trying to find these antique bottles and you know there's different levels of evaporation and we just quit because it is literally you are chasing you're chasing a unicorn like it's not going to happen you know you can find two bottles the same year same distillation period and they will taste totally different because somebody had one up in their window so all the you know it's just evaporated and then like oh and the other one's the best thing you've ever had and we just we stopped because we were just it was like there's just, you just couldn't find, you know, I mean, it was just garbage. It was a great place for those to go check them out. They won't let you drink them. I wish they would let you drink them, but the Oscar Gats Museum down in Barstown, Kentucky, you know, it's bourbon capital of the world. Oh, so yeah. people just had all these old bottles down in their basements and stuff and are shipping them to them. And they've got like this entire storage room full of dusties. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, you guys need to have like this stuff in a safe. Yeah. Cause it, it yep. it's probably, I would expect up in the millions of dollars worth well, of. Well, that's what we do. We there. would go to estate sales, you know what I mean? And find yeah. somebody and we'd, you know, we'd get them for nothing. And then somebody'd figure out what we were doing. And then they'd be like, oh, these guys would pay us some money if we oh, wanted. Yeah. Then we paid some stupid money for some bottles that were the worst thing you've ever had in your entire life. You know, I mean, it's just. Well, yeah, there's other they're doing that now, right? Justin's yeah. House of Bourbon is exactly is yep. famous for that, finding these old dusties and stuff. Well, let's get back to your whiskey, though. Yeah. So besides the, the two you're going to let me try today, what else do you guys? make so bourbon is always the concentration that's 99 percent of what we do we do have two other whiskeys that are aged in our bourbon barrels uh we have a single malt that is aged in the sweet corn barrels that we're drinking right now um which is uh you know kind of like a scotch-esque peated uh all indiana ingredients all from us uh with sugar creek malting company here in indiana it's just awesome and uh that's been super popular that's been out since december it just spent just over um just under excuse me four years in, a, in one of our sweet corn barrels and then we have a the um millet sorghum whiskey that we talked about that wallbash cannonball which is pretty cool so i saw i saw a bottle that now you, i saw a, there's a, something else over there too i saw is that just old bottles and stuff it's got a woman's face on it Oh yeah, those are just mixers. Just mixers. So, yeah, yeah. You guys so, make those here too? No, we don't. Those, that's another Indiana company, uh, Wilkson Wilson. So okay. uh, it's just uh, syrups and gomes and things okay. like that for cocktails. Yeah. So uh, the two whiskeys and then uh, and the bourbon. So uh, um, our single barrels, um, which are a weeded mash bill, which is what we're going to get into uh, next. Which is uh, which we just released last week in our bottled and bond, which is super awesome. And then um, uh, the sweet corn. So man. He- but I'll tell you what, I just you lost me at, at weeded mash bill. You know, I I'm the professed <laughs> weeded king of Kentucky, uh, and I love anything. I want to have every the same weeded way. expression on my shelf I could possibly have. If it's out there in the world, if you're listening, you have one. Just send it to my house, uh, and I'll drink it. To me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'll, I'll I'm the same it. way. I'm the same way. I told you this when we were out on the production floor. Uh, the great thing about uh, owning a distillery with your dad and uh, um, and him not drinking is you get to make everything you like. And I'm the same way. I love weeders, man. That's that's my wheelhouse. So uh, that is our barrel strength, which you bought. You found a bottle of at Liquor Barn, right? <laughs> Or total yeah, wine, yeah, it, liquor barn, it? Or liquor wine. barn, liquor barn, um, down in Kentucky, and um, that is my favorite thing we make. It is our barrel strength, and I, I don't, I have no idea what that we sell. They have, oh, I don't even remember, but they tons they, of. I was very proud of it because at that liquor barn, which is off of uh, Shelbyville Road, out on the two sixty five a loop, um, they actually have a glass case, big bourbon room with glass case back in there and it was locked up and i i said hey i don't want to get hey, a bottle what, of that what is that that one is that right there that's awesome that's well, i got on my phone and started looking you know I, i'd like to do as much research i you know did as much research as i could real fast and it's like all right this is a weeded one i want to try this out i'm gonna i'm gonna try it and stuff coming up here though i loved you know when we get to go on a distillery um, and take a tour and we get that tour that other people don't get. Right. Um, well, I mean, we get the inside scoop. Yeah. I mean, okay. So you did, you got to see the basement. We don't take people on the ocean, non approved <laughs> OSHA steps to the basement. And like, we don't do that. We don't go into the gymnasium. Other than that, we're pretty open, man. I'm, I mean, I always tell people I'm like my, my, yeast company you know if you're paying half attention i'll tell you anything you yeah. want to know you know what i mean because you're welcome to try to copy it i i good luck you know what i mean we're but you're you're pretty much farm 
to a steel, really. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. as old school as you can get. Absolutely. So we um, have 184 acres. All that comes from my grandpa. That's my grandpa's he bought in 92. Um, we got some new ground coming off. We got some new grain coming off our um, old uh, family estate ground that's been in the family for, uh, where we just got our centennial 100-year farming certificate last year from the state of Indiana. Um, my family does uh, grain elevators. We're the, we're the middleman. So we don't actually farm that. We have uh, custom croppers that do us for us that are super close to the family. Some of them actually are family, like a distant family. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So you're growing your sweet corn, you're growing blue corn. Yep. You're growing wheat. Wheat. Yep. What kind of wheat are you growing? So it's a soft red winter wheat. But just pretty much the, the industry standard there, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can do a hard, um, the, there's just not as much starch and, you know, as a distiller, I'm always looking for starch. So, um, the hard is going to, uh, store a little bit better, you know what I mean? But, uh, won't have as much of that germ in the middle that I'm looking for that I want to convert to, you know, that sweet, delicious caramel chocolatiness that we all love. And what about rye? Uh, so no rye. Um, the closest we have to a rye product and this is, it all comes back to once again, my dad not drinking. So rye whiskeys are delicious. The problem is, is they're just, man, I don't want to say this because a lot of people listen to your stuff. So I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not a fan of most rye whiskeys. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, everybody has their yeah, taste. Yeah. I, I used to be that way, but the more distilleries I go to, the more I taste. No, no, no. I, exactly. Like rye. They're sweet. They're rye can be delicious. I just think that um, from a distiller's perspective, um, you know, uh, Michael Veach will say this, and I, and I agreed with him to- completely. So he will, a lot of people say there's spice in rye, and I don't think it's spicy at all. There's no, I can show you, I can distill things that are spicy, and you'll be like, oh, that's spicy. And I'll be like, exactly. That's not what rye tastes like. Rye is sharp. Does that make sense? It adds that sharpness to it. That's what what him and I will always agree to. Um, I I don't. Um, so I think there's two different kind of spices. There's a barrel spice. Yep. Um, yep. And then which is a, more heat. And there's a grain spice. Yeah. Yep. The, the the kind of spice rye will give me is it's on your tongue. The kind of good barrel spice is in your chest. Yep. Uh, kind of heat. And and so. I agree with you hundred percent and the, the, but I would say it's two things. So that heat in your chest is a distillation that's from yeah. pure distillation, the spice on your tongue and what you're thinking is spice. I say it's sharp on my tongue. Does that make sense? It's, I, like, I guess, it's I, got that sharp, like, <laughs> like I, when I say that and that's what, uh, Michael and I'll say, and we'll talk about this and we'll get on our soapboxes and agree with each other is like, it's not spicy. It's sharp and that's not good. It's a good taste factor. Don't get me wrong rye bourbons high rye bourbons or or rye whiskeys done well are delicious i just think that it's very easy to make a poor rye whiskey and then blame it on that poor rye and say oh it's hot i'm like no no this is just this is just hot you know what i mean like it's just a bad distillate you know what i mean this is just bad whiskey like sure and you're you're blaming on the rye rye done right delicious so we've never done it because i just didn't want to but we have a whiskey that's aged on our bourbon barrels that is just an american whiskey that's called the wabash cannonball and that is a millet sorghum so i say sorghum is like if corn and whiskey had a baby it would taste like sorghum so it's sweet but it's got that that sharpness that spice that you associate with rye and what the hell's a wabash okay so wabash cannonball is a train uh it is actually most people know it for um it's famous for being this old folk song that johnny cash made famous uh guys listen to it on the way back it's a great song so um the wabash cannonball was a train like i said that ran from st louis to detroit direct and it's kind of all things my childhood so the wabash river is i don't know three miles away here uh, uh which is what the train was named after wabash college is in crawfordsville um uh it's a huge deal the purdue boilermakers were you know a lot of people think that purdue pete is our mascot and that's not true we have the largest mascot in the world it's the boilermaker special it's a train big so it's, train, a, yeah. it's a big train that's the that's the mascot purdue pete is just like a he's not even actually an official mascot it's just something that you yeah. drive a big train around the football field. exactly you just <laughs> run people exactly so uh the um that is kind of all things childhood and local right is the wabash cannonball so, so you named a whiskey after it. i named it yep exactly so that's, and that whiskey is that millet sorghum uh, just super unique, fun, um, delicious. Now explain so, to our yeah. listeners what sorghum is. So sorghum is basically, um, so if you are, um, is a bushy head grain. So they grow it a lot in the South. Um, great for, they make a lot of molasses out of it because there's a lot of great starch content and you can grow it on ground that, um, 
So in agriculture, we're always looking for efficiency. So uh, on all this flat, dark earth that you came up to uh, when you came, when you drove this way and saw all this, they're going to grow corn because we can grow more corn than anything else in Southern Indiana uh, through the hills where it's a little harder to grow corn, 10 foot tall corn on you will see sorghum. It will, is a lot more grown down towards Kentucky. Um, so you can use it for uh, silage feed crop. A lot of them, like I said, a lot of them make uh, molasses out of it. So they'll convert it to straight sugar. So you could make a lot of, a lot of uh, people make sorghum rums because it's yeah. the molasses from straight from the molasses. So um, delicious stuff. And uh, like I said, uh, I say sorghum is like if uh, rye and corn had a baby. So it's sweet. It's very sweet, but it has this nice spice sharpness to it that you associate with that. And then a millet is the little balls and bird seed. And so it's a weed anywhere else. Uh, we buy this from uh, North Dakota is where it comes from. And it is, um, it's actually very rummish. So I say if you took like a OBSV uh, four roses barrel and you've rum finished it in like a rum agricole, uh, rum. That's kind of what this Wabash cannonball tastes like. And it's very interesting when we thieved it, everybody was like, what's wrong? This is delicious. And I was like, it just, just tastes like high ride bourbon. I wanted it to be like super unique and fun. And and the, the millet on the end does add something to it. That is definitely not bourbon, you know, what sure. I mean? but the front end of it is like high rye bourbon delicious. It's, it's good. So and, you're doing some mad science up here. Uh, something definitely mad i don't know about science so yeah <laughs> well that's see, to me that's you know you got your bourbon you get your standard stuff um you never sourced from anywhere else no never sourced everything, so everything's been here everything's been here and we've never oemed either so we've been asked a bunch to make for other people um it's just not something i guess i should never say never you know what i mean because i i have no plans on making whiskey for anybody else or ever buying whiskey from anybody else but you know i, I guess i've learned in seven years now just to kind of you know like oh i said i'd never do that and now we're doing that and you know it's just fun it's interesting where everything leads you it's kind of crazy so you're still how many how many barrels are you putting out a week uh so 10 plus barrels a week all right. is what we're doing so monday through friday um we, we have a lot more production we're at about eh, probably less than a third of production of what we could if we were just hammering out uh non-stop 24 hours a day which we we could um with this new expansion i showed you we can we can really start to um hammer out uh, lots if we want to but it's it's more about um you know, it's just me. I'm the so just right around five to six hundred a year right yeah, now. Somewhere yeah. In that. I was, yeah, that's probably that's probably pretty close. And that's 30 gallon barrels. Yep. So, yeah, still craft distillery at oh, heart. Yeah. Oh, Our, yeah. Artist and distillery, as Michael Veach likes to call yeah, it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Artist. That's that's pretty awesome and stuff. Well, Jason, we're right up against our break here and stuff. Um, we're gonna—I'll finish up this corn whiskey here you get before me. The corn, sweet corn bourbon, as you you call it. Um, and uh, we'll come back on the second half, and we'll get into that second pour. And I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. All right. I'd like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, Give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. All right, we're back for 
our second half, our second pour. Um, we're up here at Old 55 Distillery in Newtown, Indiana. Um, like I said, about 45 minutes northwest uh, of uh, Indianapolis. I'm with Jason. Jason, what's what's our second pour here for you? This is our just-released Bottled and Bond Single Barrel Bourbon. We just released this a week ago. Um, so this is our weeded bourbon, 80% corn, 20% soft red winter wheat, all from the family farm. Uh, as far as I know, this, this might be the first ever estate-grown bottled and bond bourbon ever made. So pretty cool. Wow. So it's 100 proof. 100 proof. Yep. Uh, four years and about three months in a barrel is what this this particular one is. And uh, it is uh, it's it's just kind of what I've been waiting for almost seven years to release is I, I was always pushing towards bottle and bond. I wanted to do, you know, there was if we could have afforded it, I would have waited and not released anything until bottled and bond. But that's that doesn't uh, keep the, you know, this so. definitely has that color of bourbon oh yeah oh yeah oh, there's no doubt to know that it's bourbon. Oh, yeah. and like the the barrel strength bottle that you found at uh liquor barn uh i mean those are i, I call them darkest sin like they are <laughs> they're dark bourbons you know what i mean but that's that's going to be in the one tens to 120s is where the proofs are going to be on those barrels and they vary all over the place sure. just depending on whatever that barrel um entry now, proof was now what's your entry proof on so on that's what I was just, so okay most of our barrels go in at about uh 112 and a half 56.25 um that's where i used to shoot early um to be honest the the real answer to that anymore is across the board so we have some that i put in this in at 62.5 125 the legal limit and i have some that i run down but and people are like well what's the sweet spot and the answer to that is we're so young that like I don't, I don't have an answer yet. And if I had to, if you said you have to give me an answer on where you think the sweet spot is, I, my answer to that is, I don't think there is one. I think they're all good and different in their own ways. Does that make sense? But that the differences of the barrel proof, let us go. So I already have, these are already very sweet whiskey. So usually you'll see like, you know, I think peerless and a couple of the young guys now are going in at one Oh seven. That's kind of like the industry standard for these young guys. Um, which and there's nothing wrong. So, uh, lower barrel entry proof, sweeter whiskeys already crazy sweet. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to say, uh, I put some sweet corn down that it'll be out in 2024, uh, this past year. And it was at like, you know, like right around a hundred proof because it's going to get cut to 80. You know what I sure. mean? So but I'm like, let's see what it does. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't know. This will be fun. So yeah, very so interesting. The, the nose on this, the nose on this is uh, a lot different. Oh man. This. But, well, that sweet corn is, is it, like I said, it's like a spotted unicorn. This is, so this is like, this is a caramel vanilla bomb, man. It is just awesome. So I can get that. I still, so this is still made with sweet corn though. No, this is regular field corn, regular field 80% corn. regular field okay. corn, uh, and uh dent, you know, just, uh, 60 proof, uh, 60 pound, you know, plus, uh, estate corn. And like I said, 20% soft red winter wheat. And it is, uh, it's pretty awesome. So you said 80, 20, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. barley in this at all. None at all. Nope. All right. Yeah, I get that. It's definitely sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, a sweeter wheat uh, than than most, I would think, and maybe that's because it doesn't have that barley in it. Yeah, um, our higher corn content. I think it's the higher corn content. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It, well, it is actually it is high corn and high wheat, but because there's no barley in there, you know yeah. what I mean. And the barley to me is, as a distiller, is interesting in that you know a lot of people aren't even putting malted barley in anymore it's just barley well it's totally different than the reason we used to put malted barley in you know what i mean for those for those amylases you know what i mean to break that to break our mash bill down as we heated it up so a lot of people are cheapening that and um i just we use we use enzymes anyway so why you know what i mean in my first two grains that we had a state grown we were growing the barley in the beginning uh were if i needed to switch to that we were going to do that but i really like this mash bill and it was my stuff and it's the first stuff we laid down and i've stuck with it since because i just i love the product i think it's awesome speaks for itself super sweet it's got a like you said that toasted marshmallow um, I was trying to think that, that there's a little bit of spice to it, just okay. a tad bit or sh- sharpness, as you call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think when I think sharp, I think cheese. Mm-hmm. So I guess talking about bourbon, bourbon's a food. Mm-hmm. So 
that's a category to be in. So I could get being sharp, but I get that spice a little bit of just a tad bit of spice on the tongue with it and stuff. I don't know what that spice is. Maybe a little bit of cinnamon. Yeah. To yep. All spice, a little bit of cinnamon. And then this like nice chocolatey, like I say, it's a, there's a lot of corn in the front. You get all that sweetness, corn, vanilla, you know, those caramels. And then that nice little bit of chocolatey finish on the end is that wheat that just pops at the end, which is nice. Maybe a white chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some chocolates, um, you get that little bit of bitterness with it, mm-hmm. but this is more of that smooth white chocolate yeah, taste. I like that. I like that. That's actually a great description too. Cause, and I think that's actually more, once again, is is the distillation is that that heart cut that we talked about, like just being so smooth and such a clean, you know, distillate in and of itself that that is going to lend more to your white chocolate description like you just gave it. Maybe a little bit of cereal in there. I'd, I'd get a little bit of that, uh, you know, taking going back to being a kid. Um, I, we got some listeners that will crack up with this, but honeycomb cereal. Oh, yeah. Um, I could get a little bit of that in there. Oh, yeah. Um, just that, that not the honey so much, but that just that taste of honeycomb mm-hmm. cereal with the milk and stuff. But that white chocolate is definitely coming through at the end. I, th- I, I think this is a great bourbon. Um, and it's a bottle and bond. So four years old. Are you going to take it older each year or, or what are so, you going to do? With the basement. Um, and just our kind of very proprietary way of aging anyway. I really like where we're at. This is this drinks a lot older than four years. Um, and I think this is our staple product. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll just give my honest answer. Like, I'm not even going to. You don't, I don't have plans yet. Huh? I, don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, we have some that's older than this right now. Um uh, we do all single barrels. That's the other thing too. Like people need to understand. Um, I don't blend whiskeys. I never have every whiskey that we've released, whether it's a bourbon or a whiskey has been single barreled. Um, I love to give the clearest um, iteration or the clearest view of the whiskeys that I'm making. So like you'll see on all of our social media, like we'll tag, where's your bourbon from? Yeah. Like this is we can go on Google maps, man. I can show you the 14, I can show you the 14 acres of sweet corn. You can see it on from the satellite. You know what I mean? I can show you where everything is. And I love that iteration down to the end of single barreling. So anytime you take a sip of anything from old 55, you are going to, you know, that came from one barrel. That's one iteration. That's one part of my family that you're trying, you know, I mean that you're getting to try. And I think that's, it's, I mean, I always joke. It's just, it's like the, it's like the fruits family motto. You know, we do everything the hardest way possible and then throw more, you know, power equipment at it until one of us almost dies. It's basically like, that's how we do everything. So why not just single barrel everything and make it hard and, but you'll get all of these, you know, I always say they're kind of like all your different children, right? You know, every single barrel is a little bit, I always say they're, they're 95% the same, but the magic is in that last 5%. And that last 5% is the difference in seasonal distillations, uh, barrel entry proofs where they set in the basement. Like, you know, I mean, there's all these things that I'm always looking at these variables, like what, what, what changed this one? And I can't even say that I like one more over like this one's spicier. This one's, you know, I mean, you're like, well, it's delicious. You know, I mean, it's just delicious in a different way. So I think the answer to kind of like what we were talking about with the barrel entry proof is I don't think there isn't it. I, I think you should enjoy all the, you know what I mean? Like just, you know, I tell, but we were in, we have, uh, you know, customers here in, uh, Indiana that are on multiple barrel picks and they're doing the exact op. Like, so they picked a super high 120 plus proof one. And now like the last one they picked was the lowest one we had that we tasted them on. You know what I mean? Cause they're like, we want to get a totally different cause they're both friggin' delicious. You know what I sure. mean? But, but we want to, you know, we want to try it and see, you know, now we've had both. And I always tell people like, you know, when you get down to that last, like pour, come buy another bottle of barrel strength, go find one because I, you should pour them both and sit and be like, Oh man, I get, you know, I get that vanilla through and I get the, the white chocolate, but there's these little differences and what's the, okay. The proof on this one is this, it's just fun. You know I mean? It's a lot of fun as I'm drinking this and we're not drinking out of Glen Cairns today. Um, so it's kind of hard to nose, yeah, nose yeah. it and stuff, but I, I, in a, the finish is sitting there and stuff. Uh, back when I was a kid, they had the toothpicks, cinnamon toothpicks, and you'd suck on those and um, chew on them. And I, I chewed mine to a, a nub. <laughs> so I, I get that 
you know, that cinnamon stick out of it. Jim would probably think that's funny. Um, <laughs> but a good, a good sip of whiskey. So I got a name for both of your, uh, both I'm excited right here. So the first one, you know, it, when you think about Indiana and you think about music, and I usually name them country singers, but I'm going to go with two, probably a 80s pop guy from Indiana, pop rock, I guess. Who would that be? Mellencamp, maybe? Mellencamp. So like oh, corn is like, you know, sweet corn. Uh, nice. Yeah. I like it. Corn guy and stuff. I did Mellencamp. Now the second one, um, man. It's got a little bit of spice to it, but it's still sweet, a um, little bit refined, um, more age to it. I'm going to go with Stevie Nicks on this. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That witchy woman. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I think both of those, uh, both of them are f- fine expressions. And both could be after dinner whiskeys and stuff. You could definitely sit by a fire and drink them all day long. Well, we try... You know, when you sip anything from us, we want it to, um, you know, from the family, we want you to taste the quality and the time that's been put into it. And, you know, and I think that's one thing we've done a really good job of is whenever you try anything from old 55, you're, you know, you can tell there's been a lot of care put into it, you know. So whenever somebody comes up to Newtown and they come to the distillery, what can they expect from you guys? So we do tours, tastings, cocktails. Um, it's always a sibling here. It's usually me. So you'll probably see me. We'd love to have people come up uh, and do tours and tastings. because it's just the clearest way to meet the family and see what we're doing and see what we're doing differently. You know, cause I, I just kind of like what I, what, what, when we showed you guys around, I like to explain what we do. We're not doing anything revolutionary. Does that make sense? Like there's nothing yeah. at, at the end of the world. We're not the, first to do it. We're not the first to make sweet corn bourbon. You know what I mean? Like there are other famous distillers that, that you know, I'm not going to name drop that, that, you know, call me crazy for doing this because they know, like, you know, I would say the redneckery that goes into that sweet corn bourbon is it's, it's obscene, but, um, we, we're not doing anything revolutionary. We're just doing it our way. You know what I mean? And a little bit different and in a way that we can do because we're vertically integrated. And so was there a, a, charged for your guys' tour? Or? Oh, yeah. So 15 bucks, you get to try pretty much everything that we're making at the time. Um, uh, tours can last any. I tell people all the time, man, we can do five minutes or you can have an hour long tour. Like we'll nerd out. I, I like, I think education is what we can do that is different. So we like to explain. I like to explain what, um, you know, what, like I said, what we do differently. And then also like um, if you want to nerd out and, you know, we like we let you try. We almost always try to have raw distillate on the floor so you can try like we got that you know we got that tour today yeah yeah (laughs) so we we you know it's just we want to show off what we're doing and it's you know i I think i think what we really do a great job of is it's me or one of my brothers is going to give you a tour if you get a tour from my dad that walked in a bit ago that's like the best one because it's hilarious and we all don't drink (laughs) he doesn't drink but like you know uh we all kind of give a different tour i give the dorky one because i'm the distiller so and i'm like i said purdue grad all kinds of nerds so uh but my brothers tell stories and it's and it's great and they can tell you everything that's going on and my sister will be in here uh maddie dog is running around in here somewhere you know i mean like it's it's just it's just a family business you know i mean and we uh very welcoming and we we appreciated it we are kind of out in the middle of nowhere and we always appreciate you making the trip out to see us but you're but you're out here yeah oh yeah absolutely um, and it's worth we're the busy drive. yeah oh i i mean i think it's worth it we're 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 busier than we need to be every weekend so i uh, so we're definitely i guess we are worth the drive so because we can so what else is out here for people to see if they're like what let's say people they say i want to make a day of it covered bridges yeah so if you go just south of here um is park county which is like a turkey run state park shades which are shades is in my opinion one of the coolest state parks like hidden jewels that it's just super cool and that's about a half an hour from here uh covered bridges everywhere that's where the covered bridge festival is is park county so that's 30 minutes from here uh great lafayette west lafayette so where purdue university is about 30 minutes away so there's everything there but as far as right here i mean we really are in the middle of nowhere so we're trying to make it more of a destination so we can so to your exact point when you come here you know everything you know there's entertainment all the above and we're, we're working towards that but um 
you know, the investment right now and the t- investment is more about our time because I can only work so many hours a day. Sure. Is, um, is on bourbon. That's what I want to do. Is there a restaurant in town for people to eat at? Or? There's not. There's not. What's but the we, closest uh, eating establishment? Uh, closest from here is like uh, probably like 10, 15 minutes away. And we have some good eateries and we st- steer them to business and we do catering and stuff here. But there there are some stuff. But you're going to drive 15, 20 minutes away to get to anything that, you know, like that we would recommend that isn't just a hole in the wall dive. You know, well, hey, some of, the, some of the places are best best places you can get food well at. exactly but the the best ones are 15 20 minutes away okay. you know I mean, you don't want to go to the ones that's five minutes away <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I get your hint there so you got your tours and stuff are you guys got any special events throughout the year that you're going to do um we do we're we're upping those as we go probably what uh, the biggest event we have is on august 29th we have a big barbecue festival so that is uh, we have multiple people cook uh brisket we do uh cocktails it's just a fun event we bring people in chefs from across the country that come in it's just a blast and we got some cool stuff planned so we'll have 300 plus people we've got uh cory cox who's like a local um so uh, like i told you we're kind of like the the new town mafia so my dad we're doing the town celebration that day so we have Corey Cox is like a, a, a country music artist here in Indiana and has, has um, written a bunch of songs that some of the big guys have sang and he's coming in and performing like, you know, it's just a fun. Any big pit masters coming in for that? Um, so we're, this might be the first year we have some guys that are uh, uh, pretty famous. We we got to go down in February right before all this COVID craziness to uh, Baton Rouge and to um, John Fulce's uh, to the, to the boucherie. You know what the, the boucherie, boucherie yeah, I've uh, never heard of that before. It is, uh, it's pretty cool. So it's, uh, basically a big hog cook off and they had some of the biggest, uh, chefs and, and John Fulces. I mean, he, he's just incredible. And so we met a lot of guys that are like, we want to come to the barbecue fest. I'm like, you, you can come anytime. That'd be amazing. So we're going to invite some of those guys up. And so sh- should have some good names and, uh, some, some pretty cool people that are, that are out and about and pretty, pretty famous we're just nothing's in well everything's on hold right with covid so we're kind of fun fun right different world so what's the future look like what's any any new expressions and i kind of picked your brain about finished finished bourbons and stuff and uh we, we've talked a little bit about everything but anything in your mind that you're gonna think oh i'm gonna do this next man i think uh, the the purity is in the process and the purity and the simplicity is in uh you know the clearest expressions i love bottled and bond you know i mean we just got that out uh uh uh, possibly going to bonded with the uh um and, and our barrel strength expressions are are i mean i i think our barrel strength of this bonded bourbon is 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 my favorite thing that I make. It's, it's incredible. And, uh, um, it stands on its own two feet. It's as, as good as anything on the planet. And the, uh, the sweet corn is just expanding those things and, and getting more and more and growing organically. You know, like I told you, we don't, we don't really, we don't, we don't at all. We don't do marketing. It's all word of mouth and we want people and we're, uh, thankful and, uh, just extremely grateful for our customers and that we have the customer base that we do because it's, they create it for us, thankfully. And, you know, you're here and we appreciate it. And it's awesome, man. They're actually feeding the family when they buy from you. Oh, absolutely. You're feeding your family, you know, literally the only people that work here is my siblings, you know, and I, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. When, and, and nephews and grandchildren and yeah when bottling happens it's it's usually uh you know my mom and dad are signing bottles we sign all of our bottles and uh um you know grandkids are riding bikes and it's concrete floor so somebody gets hurt uh, always happens you know i mean there's no way getting around it and scuffle there and then back to bottling and it's all fun that's great yeah, i think you had the biggest hot wheel uh racetrack i've ever seen in my life yeah in the <laughs> Yeah, you run that right into those barrels that were stored over there. The thing had to be like 30 foot long. It was actual... It's humongous. I'd never seen nothing like that before. Well, welcome to Newtown, man. There's a, a survival <laughs> of the fittest, right? <laughs> well, no video. Man. That's that's a good thing. So where can our listeners find you at? Um, so... Uh, Distribution wise, Kentucky, uh, Indiana, and Illinois. Uh, we aren't in uh, Chicago proper, but that's going to happen probably this summer. Um, like I said, it's the nice thing about being in control of everything is we can organically grow. And I, I don't want to kind of throw up everywhere and then not be able to, you know, I mean, I want to grow and sure. be able to meet you the don't needs. Want to outkick your coverage. Amen. You got it, man. Yeah. So um, the, 
you know, statewide in Kentucky, um, we've done, it's been, it's been really crazy. It's kind of fun to sell Indiana bourbon in Kentucky and be, and sell as quickly and as well as we have, which is incredible. Uh, online uh, for your listeners, uh, sealbacks.com uh, um, and the states that they provide to, which I think is up to like 32 states now. Um, you can, uh, you can order direct from li- online from them, uh, almost all of our products. Um, and uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Come and see us, come and visit. We'd love to have you. Where can our uh, listeners find you on social media? Uh, so Old 55 Distillery is everything. So Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you guys have questions or you need anything, uh, DM us or send us a message on there. I honestly answer 99.9% of them. Uh, we appreciate it. We try to keep stuff up on there as far as what's going on here and and new releases and where we're at and where I'm going to be at for tastings. But I love to answer questions. So, yeah, we'd love to have you guys like us on there and follow us and see what we're doing. So you can find me uh, or the bourbon road on the bourbon road on instagram on facebook you find me at one big chief you can find jim at j shannon 63 on instagram come in and join our facebook roadies group it's a private group you get to talk to distillers you'll talk to to bourbon the entire bourbon culture artists um you'll get to talk to chefs you'll get to talk to authors all kinds of people and jason you're actually one of our roadies absolutely it's so awesome talk to jason about it and have, if you yep. got questions about his bird i'm sure he'd be glad to answer inside there come in there and join uh, we're doing giveaways now we're doing all kinds of great things we're about to release some swag um that announcement will be coming out here in an episode or two Uh-oh. so uh be looking for that stuff be looking for that next big giveaway um, we just did one that did great for us. Um, three great winners and stuff. But uh, Jason, thanks for having us up here at Old 55 Distillery. We appreciate your hospitality, your sharing your bourbon with us. And we look forward to see what the future looks like for you. Hey, heck yeah. And thanks for uh, making the drive up here and spending some time with me. I loved it. Yeah. Anytime I can drive through a cornfield is great. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, I'll see you on down the bourbon road. do appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road we hope you enjoyed today's show and if so we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five star with a review on itunes make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the bourbon road that way you'll be kept in the loop on all the bourbon road happenings you can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog listen to the show or reach out to us directly We always welcome comments or suggestions, and if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us.